welcome to In Progress, a podcast to help you grow and learn how to become a better version of yourself. Now, here's your host, Michael Cerigliano. Welcome to In Progress. I'm your host, Michael Cerigliano. We got a special guest on today, professional poet by the stage name The Rebel Flower Bomb, DJ by the stage name Oso Finesse, and teacher Gianni. How are you doing today, Gianni? I'm good. How are you doing? So, you know, I've done, I've been a part of um, DBT group. Um, uh, you might have to look that up because never really remember the exact name. What it, why is it called DBT? But it is a behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a group. I actually quit the group because the f- facilitator, she um, was a condescending woman. She was a Karen um that's horrible and some shit to try and make you get better you know yeah she wasn't the job for her for me at least um but I do still have my folders from dbt group Mm -hmm. and sometimes I look at those as resources um for things that I've learned like I know if I'm like disassociating or if I'm like angry or something like that I can come back to surface by doing an an activity that works for me Mm -hmm where um, I look in a room and I describe what I see mm-hmm. with tea. And that's also how I write certain poems. Mm-hmm. So I've written poems just by doing that activity. So um, one day I described uh, in a poem, I said an old rusted bucket. Mm-hmm. I was upset in the car and I was like riding by an old rusted bucket. It was an old mobile. Mm. <laughs> and that's how I was able to say that in a poem so so it kind of like bring because that's a I don't know if you're familiar with uh Eckhart Tolle Mm-mm. so Eckhart Tolle he um he talks about like being present okay right? and that's like the most important thing in his teachings um and that's something that he actually preaches I didn't know that it was actually a like a mental health practice but he said that you need to take time out of your day, whether you're happy, sad, mad, whatever. And you need to like, just focus on what's around you. So like he said, even the small things like get in your car and before you turn it on, take a breath and just see and feel everything in its entirety. And that kind of grounds you and brings you back. Yep. That's what is called a grounding technique. Okay. Yeah. So in that- therapy, they call it a grounding technique. Yeah, because I, I even me now, I like even if I'm not upset, I'll still do that. And like it's crazy how much better you feel just Absolutely. getting back to being present. Yeah. There's a poet in Rochester, his name is Shaq. What is Shaq? Shaq AOR Pain. Shaq mm-hmm. is like one of the dopest poets ever. But Shaq challenged me to find the beauty in something every day. And I was like, Shaq, how am I gonna do that? How am I going to find the beauty in something every day? He said, if you see something ugly, you have to see something beautiful in it because everything is beautiful in another, in some way. Mm -hmm. Well, how is that possible? He said, well, if you see a dead flower, what beauty do you see in a dead flower? I said, well, that's not fair because I think flowers are beautiful. He said, but is it something beautiful in a dead flower? I said, yeah. He said, well, tell me. And then he had like pulled up a picture and I was able to describe it. 
And he says, so from now on, every time you every time you get upset or you're going through something, I want you to find the beauty in something. He said, but my, my mission, he said, uh, my challenge to you is every single day, find the beauty in something you don't see beautiful. And when I tell you it was hard, but it was the most beautiful thing ever, it was like turning the negative into a positive. Mm-hmm. It was so beautiful for me. I was like, I couldn't believe that I was able to do it. I could believe I was able to do it, but it made a difference. Like, whoa, absolutely. Like, you, it's, it's changing perspective because perspective is everything, right? So if you change your perspective on things, you will see the difference that it makes for you. And yeah. literally how you feel physically, how you feel mentally and emotionally, it makes all of the difference in the world. So I did that. I also was challenged by another person. This is actually BMX's little sister. Um, he, he had a good friend. His name was Prophet. Mm-hmm. Earl Simmons. He had a really good friend named Prophet. Um, he's a minister. And he was like, they were like right-hand men. That was real close. And um his sister uh earl's sister actually had like she was like tripping and she was like she had like a breakdown she's like really sad and depressed and prophet told her well every day he said i want you to be happy every day for a year if you can't do a year do six months because he did it himself it was like a spiritual awakening for him Mm -hmm. that's huge the hell can be happy every single day i was just gonna ask you so then i got challenged too Mm -hmm. i want you to try to be happy every single day something comes your way you gotta still be happy you gotta still find the happiness in all of these things which goes back to what shaq said Mm -hmm. find the beauty in something ugly yeah so i'm thinking okay well maybe i can implement both of these things at one time and see if i could be successful with it Mm -hmm. I was able to be happy for an entire month from August 1st to September 2nd. And the only reason why it messed up, um, somebody pissed me off on my little brother's birthday and triggered me really bad and I couldn't break out of it. Uh But I did it for a month. And how was I capable of being happy every single day for an entire month? Whenever something challenged me i saw the beauty in it whether it was financial challenges where i'm like i'm like i don't have no money right now like i'm broke right now i changed my my wording from being broke right Mm -hmm. so i'm not broke right now right now i just don't have the finances to do this Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna be okay Mm -hmm. i see what you're doing god and that's what i kept doing like I would like change my my perspective. I would change how I would word things. And then I would take it to God every time. Mm-hmm. And I managed to be happy every single day for an entire month. So when you were going through like, for example, the, uh, I mean, so finance is a big thing. Like I've been, I've been in Texas and I've been financially, I've been struggling. And that's a hard thing to overcome. How do you, how do you find the beauty in that where you're like your bank accounts negative or like you, you, you know, you're living paycheck to paycheck. Like, what did you do to find the beauty in that? During that time? Yeah. I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> ah, so you just got rid of the whole variable. Got rid of it. I stayed home. I was doing what I love. Right. Mm-hmm. So during this time I was creating a, a website. Mm-hmm. 
I used an entire week to create a website. Like, home, like getting better on my skills. I was able to finish my book. I completed my book during this time. So I had like, instead of spending money on stuff, unnecessary stuff and doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing, my friend Mariah, who one, who's another person who I call my accountability partner, she's one of my favorite people on the planet. But Mariah, she was like, well, gee, are, are you gonna do a publisher or are you gonna self-publish? And I was like, I don't know. I need to do my research on it, blah, blah, blah. She broke it down to me. Mariah became my publisher. This is my book right here. Um, this is the re, so we, we did two releases of it. Mm-hmm. This is the second release, but the first release you would see press re, press three seventeen, mm-hmm. um, on the spine. So she, Mariah was my publisher, so I would like hang with Mariah, mm-hmm. and we would do like book stuff. So like she's That's like, awesome. Gigi, today we're gonna read a book, and I'm like, I don't want to read. No, we're gonna read a book today. So like instead of like going bowling or stuff like that I will have to figure out something else to do I will stay home and I might play on my laptop and um, maybe write a paper from somebody like I was really doing things to be productive and not be so sad and then I would get excited about it it's finding the beauty in things and maybe that's something that I need to implement in my daily life now mm-hmm. because you know 2021 has been a hell of a year and it has not been a good year you know, but I'm still here. Thank God. Um, but maybe that's something I need to work on now is like, if I'm dealing with issues financially and my bills is paid Uh and I'm good in that area, technically I'm not dealing with financial issues. I'm dealing with personal issues. Like I feel like I need to do this, this, and that to be happy when I can truly be be happy on mm-hmm. my own without money what do you love to do so say for instance you're like yo man i'm struggling financially and your reasoning for saying you're struggling financially is because somebody wants you to go to the bar with them mm-hmm. but you got a whole bottle at home how do you fix that i just pull up bring uh-huh. a bottle you know sit and chill have a drink we can chat a little bit uh-huh. When I got this game or I got that game, maybe we could turn it into something else. Um, and that's what she tells me all the time. It's like, babe, you don't always have to spend money. And I'm like, I do, but I don't, you know, <laughs> I just feel like feel that. I have to do. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, she, she'll be like, you don't need to go here. You don't, we don't need to spend no money here. We got food at home or we don't need to do this. We could do this at home. And what did I do for myself? I invested and I got myself a MacBook. So I I, I truly want to be a DJ. So you want to be a DJ? Do the work, right? Mm-hmm. Get your shit together and you set yourself up and you practice and you master the job since you so broke and you ain't got nothing to do. Keep your ass at home and master DJ. How's that been going for you? Um, I haven't been doing it because, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been watching movies. I've been um, binge watching TV shows and um, Netflix. And uh, I've been being a human for once in my life. And I mean, self-care, like I've really been being normal. Like I spent two and a half years 
living for the like for everybody like I was a public figure I'm on stages I was putting on shows and performing here and performing there and this person's in my inbox and this person's on my phone and this person's emailing me and I gotta meet deadlines and no this time around the only deadline I, I gotta meet is being in bed on time and making sure the kids are good and making sure my fiance is good like those mm. that's what I'm meeting like I, I I'm not prioritizing anything or anybody else that's not in my household mm. obviously my mother but um I guess I'm just not in this like when when I realized I wasn't doing okay I'm like okay well what matters most right now and um how can I be okay for me and my family mm. you know, I told my stepdaughter the other day I said you know I get upset and that's why sometimes when I'm mad and I'm sad I don't talk to anybody because I don't want to take it out on anybody else so I take space for myself and you can do that too and I teach the kid, I teach my kids how to take space. You know, you take space. If somebody pisses you off, even if it's me or your mom, you can take space from everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you to be disrespectful and say, leave me alone. But what you can say is right now I'm a little upset or I'm sad and I just want some space. Wow. You're not wrong for that. You're human and mm-hmm. you're normal. It's okay to go through things and deal with things it's it's a matter of how we respond to things right that's when everything start crashing down us and things start going wrong mm-hmm. or maybe that's what it was for when we were kids maybe it's because we didn't know how to acknowledge what we were feeling mommy i'm sad right now we grew up only thinking mad was a thing we did not understand sadness so mm-hmm. everything we were mad about that's right. You either that's happy or you mad. That's it. Exactly. You happy or you mad. There's no sad. There's no in between. There's no such thing as depressed because you don't need no you, nobody. That, that's you got a reason. People. That's what we was taught. And depression is white people stuff. No, it's not. Oh wow. Okay. Like no, nobody didn't tell us that, but that's that's the stuff we would hear people saying. Oh yeah, hundred percent along the way. Like yeah, the 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 kids that's going shooting up schools is the ones that that's bullshit like that's really what that's that's what we was thinking mm-hmm. because when we get upset it's wrong mm-hmm. until this day that is a thing for us as black people is if we get mad or we get upset we about to fuck some shit up that's not true right once again because we weren't taught the difference between being sad and being mad we was taught that it was happy or you mad you upset or you excited it's one it's no in between isn't sadness was only for funerals right you need a real reason exactly but now it's like i'm not okay Mm -hmm. i think that the best thing i could have ever learned in my adult years is the words i am not okay that's huge that's self-discovery absolutely and no is a complete sentence if I never knew that, if nobody ever told me that no was a complete sentence, I wouldn't be able to have this conversation with you right now. That's insane. I love so, that though. I love that. I would saying saying no. I, I guess that that accountability comes into place where it's like, are you okay? No. 
why I'm not okay. No was a complete sentence. I ended my sentence Mm -hmm. and I responded to you and said, no, that's enough for you to know. I'm not okay. The next time somebody asks you, are you okay? And you say, no, you don't have to explain that because no was a complete sentence. You Mm -hmm. completed your response with the word no. There's never a reason behind it. It doesn't have to really be a reason behind it. It's simply, I am not okay. Heeding to that for myself is part of self-discovery. If I'm not okay, I'm not okay. I'm not gonna fake like I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Even at work, if I'm not okay, they know don't bother me. Really? Miss G, how you doing today? Oh, I'm not okay. Okay, Miss G. I hope you get better, cause don't bother me. Cause I'm not okay today. Mm-hmm. I don't have to say don't bother me. Is I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. That just means today I need a break. If you're not my students, leave me alone. And they have the ability. Kids have the ability to completely shift the atmosphere, anyways. Oh, absolutely. So it's sometimes it's, I just need my students. Sometimes I need my kids. Today, me and my kids, we sat on the couch and watched Spider Man that was not the most fulfilling and happy thing happiest thing ever like i took him to the movies uh last thursday to see spider-man mm-hmm. i'm happy as shit like i yeah. gave me a million dollars that sounds like an amazing day yeah you know not just because i went to go see spider-man which was a big part of it but oh absolutely <laughs> and so the kids happy took them to the strong museum on saturday they were happy because when you're not okay kids can do it for you yeah, seeing that genuine excitement and happiness and all of that, nothing, nothing's like that. Yep, and I also am, um, I stopped saying yes and lying about my yeses. Mm-hmm. So even if my son, he, he's like the, he, we have the same birthday, right? So when mm-hmm. me and my son, we share the same birthday, October 28th. We're both Scorpios. We're both that caring, loving, kind, and selfless, selfless, um, just genuine people, right? Mm-hmm. So he has the spirit of discernment like never before. And um, he recognizes everything. He sees everything. So sometimes he'll come and he'll say, Gianni, are you okay? I stopped telling him yes when I wasn't because that is a generational curse that needs to be broken. Absolutely. Because when you're not okay, you're not okay. And it's not exposing kids to anything wrong. It's teaching them right. Because if if they're, they spend the rest of their lives lying and saying, yes, I'm okay, they'll never be okay. How can somebody help you when you're not okay? Yeah, you or need to normalize okay. that. Exactly. So if I'm not okay, Gianni, are you okay? No, I'm a little sad right now. And what he's done, he give you a hug and he might give you a kiss and sit next to you. But he recognizes that it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Which is huge. Because mm-hmm. that's not anything that you or I was knowing when we were younger. Nope. Everybody had to be strong all the time. Mm-hmm. Everybody was okay all the time, even if they weren't. Yep. It was all about that image. Mm-hmm. But why would you lie to a kid who completely can see something is wrong with you? Now you're a fool. Exactly. And now you're teaching them it's okay to lie. We've been telling, we, we was taught our whole life not to tell lies. And all our parents did to, to us was lie. Exactly. Yes. 
parents are worst and biggest liars on the planet. It's that hypocritical shit. Yes, truly. Like, um, I, I think in my household we um we try to teach what we want it to be taught. That's huge. That's something that not enough people do. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I know I know a lot of parents now who like you were saying, they basically take what they were taught as children and they know it's not good. They know that the childhood trauma, that's a common phrase used mm-hmm. in our generation. They yep. know they got it and they're just pretending like it's not there and subconsciously putting it on their children. And that's the worst thing to do because now their child has to go through all the work that you or me is doing to try and yeah. undo that now that you're putting it on that child. This is so true. Um, you you use the you use the perfect word to normalize it. Mm-hmm. We're 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 trying to normalize humanity and being human. Um, we were, you know, if we want to be frank about it, we were brought up to be robots, and it's so inhumane. Um, and that's just because of what our parents were taught. We're just they, you know, they don't know because that's how they were brought up. Exactly, and we know more than what our parents know simply because of our access we have so much access mm-hmm. and um it there's nothing wrong with that it's just our duty to teach them you know like if it was up to me um i would pay for my mother to have therapy you know like i i, I know for sure she never talked about it but i'm sure my mother um deals with uh knowing that her father was absent for many years of her life um but she's truly grateful to god that they were able to reconnect with one another but yeah my granddad he went to live his life because of what happened to him based upon my grandmother's brothers you know they pressed him Mm-hmm. you know that was something that was out of his control but he just respectfully did something but he was trying to contact my mom he just couldn't get in contact with her mm-hmm. you know and but you know the time came and she built that relationship with her father but i'm positive she felt that you know i'm positive How could you she not? Felt, exactly i'm positive she still deals with being the older sister having to help raise her siblings because all her mom did was work but guess what you're doing mom you're doing what grandma did. Grandma worked her ass off. All she did was work, work, work. And now you're working so much that your back hurt and your feet hurt. You know, I, t- I, 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 I have a poem where I talk about my mother. Um, There's a poem I wrote for my mother and my grandmother. And in the poem, the, the poem is called uh, My Mother's Mirror. And I say, She is sore back and cracked hands, overnights and doubles. She is time and a half cocktails on holidays. She is overworked, underpaid, New York State developmental aid, veterans still bidding on a better position, a black woman, weakened bones and heavy hands. She said, I want you to have a better life than I did because my grandma played pinching pennies like Olympic games. It's just she got the copper every day. You know, like, they've been paying 
eating pennies forever. Yeah, that was a life. That was the whole lifestyle. That was the life. They've been pinching pennies. Their feet are bleeding. Mm-hmm. Their fingers are bleeding. Their hands are bleeding. Their backs are broken. They are tired, Black mm-hmm. women. And that's 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 the crazy thing too, yo. I mean, I can't speak from really a first person, um, but I know just from like friends and like people that I dealt with that you guys are raised to be. I feel like almost stronger than the men mm-hmm. in the society. Yep. Yep. And that's and, and the worst thing to put on a, black, a person. And when a black woman is built to be strong they receive the image of angry you know michelle obama talks about it she would talk about it all the time you know that labeling like you're labeling us angry and mad when in actuality we just tired we're we're expected to be untouchable we're expected to be stronger than ever we're not expected to be human and have real life emotions that's why I do what I do that's why I go to therapy and I brag about it because I tell everybody everybody need to go see a therapist hell yeah I hate when people go, oh well, the therapist don't know nothing for me keep going and you gonna that shell gonna break them walls gonna tear down and you're gonna start feeling better and you're gonna be like oh my gosh yo I feel much more positive because you don't let it out all the stuff you all these burdens you carry in like you a bag lady, you a bag man, whatever you want to call it. Like, go to therapy, go get the help you need. Everybody got something they need to get off, and mm-hmm. not enough people are open enough to actually have that conversation with you. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's why I'm not. I'm okay with speaking about mental health, my mental health, because um, transparency. Um, I can be a vessel for somebody. You know, somebody here like, oh man. You comfortable with talking about that? Yeah, because if I talk about it, maybe it'll make a difference for somebody else. Maybe somebody went through what I went through and didn't know how to get through it. And they're like, oh, wow, that's cute. That, that, that's, that's cool. Like I told my friend recently, she lost her mother this, this year to COVID. Mm-hmm. I was actually by her side the day she lost her father on New Year's a few years back. And... I was asking her, you know, how are you? And she's like, you know, I'm not doing so good. Some days I have tough days. I said, you know, you should try getting, seeing a therapist. And she said, you know, I don't think I could talk to anybody about this, whatever. So, well, what do you do? She said, I started writing. I said, that's a step, putting it on paper. You know, sometimes you just got to put it on paper. But when you get ready, try therapy to make a difference. And when I tell you, you know, I'm not going to tell you I'm okay. Like, I'm not going to tell you that I'm, I'm, I'm 100% living my life every day without my grandmother, but I'm much better than I was. Absolutely. You know, therapy, therapy is huge. When my aunt told me, my grandfather passed away in 1998. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, my aunt, I, I used to remember <clears throat> staying at night over her house and I would wake up and she would be in a in a bed sleep and she'd be crying. It'd be like five, six o'clock in the morning and she wouldn't sleep. She would just be crying. Oh, Jenny, what's wrong? 
She was like, oh, I'm okay, Gigi. You can go back. I said, oh, no, Jenny, what's going on? But I knew something was wrong because she would have the picture in her hand of my papa. Mm-hmm. And my aunt told me two years ago, she said, I'll be honest with you. I struggled with losing daddy. And I said, you know, you did, Jenny? And she said, yeah. I said, well, what did you do to help you get better? She said, I went to therapy. What? You? She's like 60 years old now. I went to therapy. She said, that's why I support you. So just knowing that it, you know, it, it makes a difference, man. You know, some people go, oh, I don't have the insurance. Okay, well, they do have resources where you can get free therapy in Rochester mm-hmm. um, and all over the place. They have um, so many different programs for people. Um, NAMI is the best. Uh, NAMI is great. Uh, what is that? So NAMI is the National Alliance for Mental, um, National Alliance for Mental, I don't remember what the I is, but NAMI is a, um, it's a actual, it's a program for uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. And um, they are everywhere. So N-A-M-I, um, I've actually met many of them and spoke to many of them um what is it uh, rock culture man i wish i would have wrote all of these things down but there's another there's a program in rochester um venture venture forth venture mm-hmm. forth they're a great resource uh there's this one program and i you can like look it up i can't think of the name but it's like rock something mm-hmm. anyways this is a gym for people with mental health issues like it's a gym it's 100 free and you can go in there and they really help you out like they help you get through it they have like programs where um this same program they have like a house that you can go to uh-huh. and this house you get away for the weekend it's like a, a weekend getaway yeah. You go in for the weekend. It's like kitchen, bedrooms, like a nice Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And you stay there and you do activities. It's kind of like a respite for adults. Wow. That's amazing. And, uh, yeah. What? These are real resources in Rochester. I'm gonna make sure I find out what that is, and I'm 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 definitely gonna put it in the video for sure. That's I didn't know that even existed. That sounds so helpful, and I've never even heard of that. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> so dope. Let me see. Have you done it? I didn't do respite. I was going to one day, but I was like, ah, I'm gonna give it to people who um who need it more. Mm-hmm. But um. affinity place so the east house um that's a respite um they have a bunch of different respites in rochester for adults um that's great so how do you how do you get into one of them uh you just reach out and that's it 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, do you got to worry about your health insurance? And this program, they was like, no. So literally anybody that needs it can do it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, uh, the thing about it is like, you can't tell nobody. So like, I don't know if you know, you do you know what, um, you remember, uh, you know what Willow is? Willow? Yes. So Willow was the program for women, like um, alternatives for battered women. Oh, yes, yes. So the new name is Willow. Mm-hmm. So like, if somebody called Willow and they need to get away, like they can't tell anybody their location. Like you can't tell absolutely anybody your location. Mm. Like they relocate a person until they can get themselves together and get out of a certain situation. And that's kind of what the respite is about. Mm-hmm. Like, so they'll put you in the, the home, but you got to go away for those couple of days, but you can't tell nobody. Wow. Because of this respite. Mm-hmm. It's, it's- that's pretty huge. dope yeah um, so what what is it that you're uh what do you do now to like maintain the like what you what you've accomplished so far what do you do now on like a regular basis to maintain it um i take my meds uh, <laughs> i listen to music mm-hmm. i listen to a lot of music and um, I talk about it. Um, I'm no longer silent. So I don't um, suffer in silence anymore. So now I just kind of, I, 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 I deal with what I need to do with it immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I, I recognize that I'm human. That's my coping mechanisms. Like, I go to therapy. I try not to miss therapy. Um, I try not to mess, miss my meds. Like mm-hmm. that regulation is huge. Like having regular emotions is so cool. Like if you could see me on my meds versus off my meds, you'd be like, "God damn, this motherfucker! It's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> like your brother has seen me off my meds before like yo you're tripping like because i really will smack the shit out of somebody off my meds you know what i'm saying on my meds meds, i'm like mad calm like off my meds i'm overly emotional i'm very sad i'm very tired um very weak Uh um on my meds i'm like regulated like i'm the coolest kid on the block then hell yeah <laughs> someday some days you'll be like you you think i'm normal until somebody pissed me off and then i can't calm myself down. oh you just go you on 10 at that point i'm on 10 like i'm i'm with it like when i say i'm with the shits like i'm gonna go back and forth with you. <laughs> you're gonna find out yeah but on my meds i'm like all right whatever like all right Man, that's crazy. Just to, I mean, just to have the mental mental fortitude to be able to just like dismiss some shit that you know is not going to serve you at all. Exactly. Yeah. That I think that's kind of some days at like working at like Sprint and AT and T, working with the public regularly was like, how do you get through these days? It's like, oh yeah, they'll test. They'll test you. They will try you, and I'll be like, okay. <laughs> You you have a good day, cause uh, 
because your day gonna be better when you mess with me you better leave me alone like <laughs> it was some, someday like i knew the days that i wasn't completely on my meds because i would laugh i knew the days i wasn't on my meds because i would laugh at a customer for pissing me off like ah that like you're about to you, you're about to mess up you gotta, you gotta push the wrong button you better stop playing with me like and, and i like when it, when it would happen like i would find myself sometimes like yo you got this or like i would give the signal like the look i think one day i had a customer <laughs> the day i had a customer at sprint that like bugged out like mm. on your brother <laughs> oh really <laughs> the dude was like tripping he didn't say nothing wrong but he was I think they were trying to commit fraud or like the dude was upset. He mm. wanted to open a plan and he didn't have a real ID. So his ID was like broken. Yeah. He just had a picture. So he like left. He was cool at first and he got mad mm. about it when it was time for us to set up the plan and he didn't have the ID. So he like started talking mad junk and he started calling me all kind of names and like, and I was like, all right. All right. And I, I did this. I said, okay. <laughs> when I say okay, that means stop playing with me because because you, you you pushing a button that you you don't want this. You don't mm -hmm. you don't want this problem. Right. That's when I told everybody in the store. I said he had one foot. Like had he made one step towards me, you're in my personal space, and it was it was fine. It was on. Yeah. Like there there was a time where <laughs> a a girl like. I think she, something happened with her Apple Watch. She wasn't paying attention when it was time to purchase the plan. She was upset that she got the plan that she asked for. She mm. wanted to return it, but she was out of the return time because she was enjoying the phone and the watch. And then you got your first bill when I told you that your first bill was going to be higher than what you wanted it to be. Mm. But you wasn't listening because she was so high. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't smoke weed before you go buy a cell phone. Yeah. You Rule number one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So she like she like came to lunge at me and I did this. And I said, I will beat your ass. And Jared was like, you gotta go. Go for a walk right now. <laughs> I was like, Damn. Okay, he, she, and I didn't yell and didn't raise my voice. Nothing. I won't. I try not. When I'm upset, I try not to yell. And if I yell, that means I'm beyond upset. I feel like that calm, that calm demeanor when you pissed <laughs> off is even scarier, though. Very crazy. Very crazy. Like, you know, don't don't mention me, because I'm a sweetheart. Like I don't I don't like conflict. <laughs> I don't like being angry. But if I smile at you when you piss me off, when you know you did some bullshit and I smile at you, that's a whole nother person coming out of me. You better walk away. You know, the multiple personality disorder and all of that shit they got labeled and shit. That's when all that start coming out of you. You're like, oh, this person is a little weird. She sure she good? Mm-hmm. Freddie. I'm Freddie today. <laughs> okay. give, give me a couple moments. I might become... Chucky, stop playing with me. We're gonna be a total. Oh, just don't mess with me. <laughs> I, I feel I feel that. I, I feel that they really they really do be trying like all the time. See how far they could push you until finally they push too far, and then it's yep. 
A whole I different had a, story. I had a student spit in my face before. No. And I wiped it off my face. I wiped it on his shirt. Picked him up and slammed him against the wall and told him, I'm fucking crazier than you. And his eyes was like, you can't do that. I said, but I'm doing it. And he's like, you're crazy. Can you put me down? I said, you just spit in my face now. Would you like it if I spit in your face? And he's like, now let him go. And he just gently sat down. I never had a problem with him after that day. Oh, hell no. Nah, he scared, he scared the life out of him. No, I didn't hit him. Mm-hmm. I, do nothing to sh- I didn't do nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. I just let him know the truth. <laughs> I'm crazier than you are. Mm-hmm. You just got to let people know. Yeah. I don't have nothing to do with mental health issues. I just have to do with humanity. Like, you better be careful what you do to people because karma's a bitch and it'll come back to you quicker than you know. Oh, 100%. I mean, just basic respect, anything like that. Yeah, but I'm good. I'm I'm great. Today, I am wonderful. And I say today because 2021 has been one of the toughest years of my entire life. Mm-hmm. I've actually spent, uh, I had two stays in the hospital this year. Um, I coded on the table this year. Um, I lost my job. You know, I was without a job from February until August. Um, I couldn't find a position that um, suited me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, <laughs> the two jobs that I did get, I couldn't even start them because I was sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to remember how to walk again this year. Um, I had a blood infection so severe that I was hospitalized this year. Um, I had to have surgery and have a a cyst removed from my abdomen this summer. Um, Not this summer, just December 8th. Mm -hmm. Um, Not December. Was it December 8th? December 8th. Um, I've gone through quite a bit this year and I just, I'm, I'm just thankful that God continues to keep me in um, I have one of the best support systems in the woman that I chose to be my soon-to-be wife um, and my family and my, my friends, you know, that, that, that's been there for me and just truly understood, like, yo, you're going to be all right, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's what also keeps me, you know? My kids, they keep me. My students, they keep me every day. It's like I have a purpose. And uh, that's why I, you know, when she say to me, you know, baby, you really should take your meds. <laughs> that's why I take heed to that because I'm like, I'm, I have a mission here. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a true mission that, that is to make a difference in this world for people. And my time isn't up. And um my job isn't done Mm -hmm. absolutely you got something bigger than you going on absolutely so uh what advice would you give somebody who's currently struggling with mental health issues and they don't know what to do talk to somebody 
Yeah. Um, trust your gut. Uh, those my two biggest is um, trust your gut and talk to somebody. You know, if you realize something is wrong, get the help that you need. Um, I know everybody may, may not believe in God, but everybody believes in some sort of higher power. And if they don't, they believe in something. Um, if I can't say nothing else, I, I will say that uh, every person is put on this earth with a purpose. Every person put on this earth has a job. Mm -hmm. um, therefore, if God has ordained people to complete a certain job, let them do their job. That's what they're there for. They have mastered the job. Mm -hmm. Let them be there for you. You know, um, all therapists are not here to medicate you. All counselors are not here to medicate you. They're here to help you be better. Um, and if you're afraid to do that, put it on paper. You know, um, mm. I challenge everybody to take a piece of paper and write a letter um, to the to the part of you that's struggling the most. You know, when you're okay and when you're not okay, tell yourself something good. And at any point, at any point where you're at your breaking point, read that and remind yourself, you know, who you are. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, self-care is the best care. Take care of yourself. hundred percent. Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, and then one last thing on this whole episode, I mean, we've talked about a lot, um, a lot of your personal story, your, the ways that you get by and get through um what's what's the what's the like the main thing you really want to hammer home for anybody listening right now um man love on yourself love on yourself and break those curses break those generational curses and that's what loving on yourself is about is bringing generational curses. Mm -hmm. When you love on yourself and you choose yourself, you will see a shift in your entire life that you've never seen before. You gotta love on yourself. You gotta break those generational curses. You know, and, and when I say generational curses, is get past that I gotta take care of the world. You are not God. Exactly. You are not. God, you got to take care of you. Be okay for you. And you'll see the whole world change for you right before your eyes. Absolutely. That's it. I, I agree 100%. Um, I wanted to thank you for coming on because this is, this is a, almost selfish in my sense. Like I've been, I've been dealing with some, some stuff of my own. And I've been on the fence about, you know, maybe therapy is the way to go, whatever. Um, and I want, I wanted to talk to somebody who's further on the path than I am. And I'm sure there's hundreds, millions of people going through the same thing as me, where it's like, I don't know if I'm at that point yet, but you don't need to be at that point. 
to take those steps. That's a fact. And that's the biggest thing. So honestly, it's amazing that you were able to come on today. This is by far one of the best episodes that I've done. Hands down. I loved every bit of it. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to get on today and talk to me and everybody listening. Absolutely. Well, if I could tell you anything, do it. You said you've been on the fence. Get off the fence and do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I take um, from this. You, we're we're afraid. Let's just be honest about it. We scared. Um, we scared about number one how people might look at us and what they might think about us. Mm-hmm. But we're also afraid of what they may say. And. The truth behind it is therapists are not like that. <laughs> They're not. They're not. They're there for I, you. I just, my therapist just, um, the one who I've been with for years, um, I'm actually still dealing with that. That is actually something that I'm actually trying to get through. Um, she left and she's only doing group now. Mm-hmm. So you know, you build a relationship with somebody for four years. It's a long time. Yeah. And I'm I'm coping with her leaving. But um, I have somebody that took her place who actually looks up to her and she's his mentor. So I'm kind of lucky mm-hmm. in that sense. But I was afraid that they were just going to be labeling me and they were automatically going to medicate me. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it went. And when I go to therapy, that's hardly the conversation. Therapy is literally them leading the conversation, not them, you leading the conversation. So you lead the conversation. They're just there for support. Literally, therapy is somebody listening to you. You go to therapy, they're listening to you and they're giving you tips and pointers on how to cope with it mm-hmm. and with your emotions. Like you, you know, we 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 all have struggled with making a, a decision. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I've had those times that you haven't right, like where you're like, man, should I go to therapy? Like, should I go? Should I not go? Mike, if I could say anything, go go like my fiance she was not with that therapy shit that's what i'm calling it because that's what i've heard before right (laughs) what it she wasn't she wasn't i'm not even gonna hold you she wasn't with it now like the therapist that she had she loved this woman she's like that's my my friend (laughs) you know you have somebody who you connect with you build a relationship with them um it's it's not all bad i i think that's just what people have made us to believe mm-hmm. but um you know you said you've been dealing with your financial struggles this year and i know the transition probably is a lot from rochester to texas and you don't have family out there and you're alone and you know that difference though those are huge you know yeah but going to therapy will really help like and if you don't choose therapy right away 
um, find something that works for you to release. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you like to cook. Yeah, you do the, the podcast, but a release, um, it could be something as simple as listening to a song that touches your soul and makes you cry. And if that's what you got to do every single day to be okay, do it. Do it. I'm not going to lie. There's days that I have to read this. This is my kryptonite. Not gonna lie. Yeah. But I wrote this. Uh huh. But I'm so scared to read this because I go through every emotion I felt when I was writing those poems. And some days I cry. If I read certain poems, like that poem that I just read to you, right. the, that little piece, I don't get through that full poem without feeling something because. It's a reminder that damn, like my mother and my grandmother worked their asses off. It's off to make me who I am today, to get me where I am today. But I wish I could give them the the lives that they deserve. I can't give my grandma, but I wish I can give my mother the life she deserves. I want to retire my mom, and I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But that's my release. Some days I gotta write. Sometimes I gotta cry. There's a song. Um, do you listen to gospel? Yeah, every now and then. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna give you the, the floor. But so when I went into the hospital with COVID, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't doing good mm-hmm. at all. They had to give me the monoclonal. Um, well, they wanted to give me the monoclonal antibodies, but I wouldn't take them. But because I have severe health issues, I had to get something. So um, there's a medication they have called remdesivir. Mm-hmm. And they were giving me the remdesivir because I wasn't breathing correctly. Like my body was going into complete shutdown mode. Mm-hmm. But the remdesivir, first of all, for two weeks, I didn't eat and drink. I would eat little, like within a day, I think one day I only ate four, four grapes the whole day. Wow. Water. Yeah. So um, they had gave me the medication. I was on FaceTime with my fiance. They had came in, gave me my med, my meds for the night, and then they had left out. I had to use the bathroom. I could barely walk to the bathroom. And I had caught a Charlie horse with, but the Charlie horse, like, it was like, I had cramps in both legs. Right? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't move <laughs> at all. And then I had it in my stomach. So imagine having a Charlie horse in both legs and in your stomach. God damn. I was screaming and I was crying. And I, I, don't, I don't remember. She said I passed out, but I remember getting up. And I, the next thing I remember was waking up like however long later from I turned the music on I had put the CD because I had lost my uncle this mm. year so a week before I caught COVID um my uncle passed away I buried my uncle literally uh four days before I tested but four days before I started having symptoms mm. but um 
there's a playlist that I was playing and then um, there's a song by Tamla Man. it's called Change Me. Mm-hmm. So at first I'm like, God, just take me. Like, I want to be with my grandma. I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to live. Like, I can't do this anymore. God, I'm tired. I'm tired. And then I remember falling asleep. I don't know if I was asleep or what, but I completely went out black shut down and I heard the voice I heard words saying um don't be selfish you know I I, had to be the voice of God but the next thing I heard was change me oh God make me more like you change me oh God wash me through and through creating me a clean heart right this is a song. She's saying this song. Mm-hmm. I woke up. Right? I wake up. I'm like, okay. Now, I prayed a prayer that I've never prayed before. I started talking to God and I started telling God, like, please get me up. Like, God, I need you. I need your help. The next day, Dave was able to take me off of the oxygen. And I didn't have to get remdesivir no more, right? So I actually came home that Monday. So this wow. was Wednesday. I was they I was doing horrible. After I prayed that prayer, I started to progress. Uh-huh. So I came home Monday, barely could walk, went through what I went through. So Thursday, me and Court was laying in the bed and I said, um, babe, you ever heard this song before? She said, Well, what song is it? I said, it's called Change Me by Tamala Man. She said, no, I never heard her song before. I said, well, let me play it for you. She said, okay. So I played it for her, but it was this woman named Mackenzie. I can't remember Mackenzie's last name. She's like a singer online. So Mackenzie was singing the song. So then I had let her hear the actual song. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing the song. She starts crying. I start crying. Earlier that day, I said, babe, we're going to church on Sunday. Now, mind you, I cannot make this up. I cannot make this up. Well, God is my witness with my right hand and God, God can strike me down right now if I'm lying. Now, now, we're going to church. If I have to crawl into that church, I'm going to church on Sunday. Uh-huh. That was my word. I'm going to church on Sunday. So we get through the weekend. Sunday comes. We get ready. We go to church. So we ride in, we go into church, we listen to music, we get into the church, I go in. This happened to be the uh, pastor's anniversary that day. So we go in, we go to our seats, we're going through the service, and the minister said uh, there was a guest minister. And so the, the bishop, he was like, um, he asked the head, the lead singer, he asked her to sing a song. So she was like, what? Like, so she had sang um, Fred Hammond, which is actually my favorite song by Fred Hammond. Mm. Uh, Bread of life, many things you are on earth, holy king, the conqueror. You are the living word. So she's saying the living, you are the living word. Mm. So I'm like excited, like, oh man, like I'm so happy to be in service. Like they sang my favorite song. I could barely stand up during this time, right? So I was like, you know, 
my legs would get tired. Like I would be up and if my legs get weak, I would have to sit down because I had to, mm. I had to walk with a walker. So next thing you know, he had called her over. He asked her to sing one verse of a song, but he didn't say what song it was. And with God is my witness, I cannot make this up. When she opened her mouth, the word she said was, change me, oh God. I was like, what? And me and Court looked at each other and the both of us started crying. Really? I cannot make this up. I, I wish she was down here right now to tell you. That's I cannot make this up. Crazy. When, so so when people think that God is not real, God is real. God is real. God is present, omnipresent. And that's why I was saying just the same way kids believe in Santa, it's about a belief system, right? Kids yeah. believe in Santa something they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. The movie Santa, um, I think his dad, uh, the guy ended up saying to him, uh, Santa's not real. You've never seen Santa before. You've never seen Santa before or something like that. And uh-huh. he said, well, have you ever seen, the kid said to him, well, have you ever seen a million dollars? He said, no. He said, you've never seen a million, you never seen a million dollars before, but that doesn't mean it's not real. <laughs> Damn. Exactly. But I swear Damn. to you on my life, what well, God is my witness, I cannot make this up. I swear to you. I swear to you, I can tell my fiance to come downstairs right now, just so you could hear her say, if I, if I call her on the phone right now and said, babe, what's the song that I told you about that God woke me up with when I was in the hospital that I let you hear on Thursday that play that was sang in church on Sunday, she would tell you that was the name of the song. That's so wild. That's insane. That's like, that's such proof right there. Like anyone doubting anything, like that's wild. That's amazing. There's a presence. There is a presence. There is Mm -hmm. a presence of God. Like it has to be. There's no way it isn't. There's no way it isn't. After that, I was like, that's why I said, baby, no. If I've ever doubted God before, God done proved himself this time because what? Yeah. In moments before, I'm sitting down and I can hear the song playing in my head on repeat. Yeah. And soon as she started singing the song, we looked at each other like. No way. And then both of us just started crying. Like, there was no way that I told her this story from the hospital. Uh. The same story I told you. I told her this happened in the hospital. I played the sang, the song for her. And Sunday it was sang in church. After she had already sang the song she had planned to sing, mm-hmm. the minister, the past, the bishop of the church asked her to sing the song specifically, asked her to sing the first verse. That's insane. This is real. That's that's life changing. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh my god! I can't make this. It sounds made up. Sounds crazy, but I have proof. I have real proof. Um, it was not just my testimony, but it was her testimony as well. Mm-hmm. To have been just laying in the bed one day, and I played the song for her, and then boom, 
she hear the songs on Sunday. That, it really happened. So, Mike, if I if I tell you nothing else, get get the help you need. If, you, if tonight you got to take a moment and have a conversation with God, do it. If you got to listen to that song on repeat, do it. Because the song talks about being changed, making you more like God. And if that's what you need for your peace of mind and for your healing, take heed to it. Like when you listen to the song, you you probably gonna listen to the song and be like, wow. And then you might find a song that inspires you that you need to listen to on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And that be your inspiration and you, you really start talking to God. And I, I tell people all the time, um, don't don't think prayer is what people do in church because it's not. Mm -hmm. um, that's what they were taught. Right. But a prayer is a conversation with God. The same way me and you having a conversation right now, have a conversation with God. And watch how things change for you. You're going to be like, yo, this is all I had to do, man? Like, I swear I'll be talking to God sometimes. I'm like, yo, you a funny dude, man. Look at that. I said, oh, that was cute. Like, literally, before I got on here, I had showered and everything. Uh -huh. I had to put my clothes on. I've really been home all day. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> I had put my clothes on. I had checked my phone and my phone set. My, I got paid today. I was supposed to, you know, holiday week, so it came early. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you, God, you a funny dude. Like, you funny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's just really treating god like your father like god is a, you know mother father whatever god is who you need god to be at the moment yeah. the movie the shack might make a difference too mm -hmm. i'm gonna watch that as soon as we get off this no joke the shack and i'm gonna listen to that song yes so change me in the shack and um, i really pray that um you're blessed from those two like I, I really do um, because I get it and I know what you're going through. I do. Thank you. But, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. It, I know. I know what you're feeling, man. Like, and I know what it feels like to feel alone at times too. But so if you just put your pride aside just for a moment. It's the hardest thing to do. It is, especially when you being raised Italian, um, an Italian man. I, I I can imagine what it's like, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Built for for tough, you know. <laughs> That's you know, tough all the time, you know. When when you start to see that you're in a position where you're not okay, mm -hmm. you got to take care of you. I wanted to. Uh, I, first of all, I appreciate everything you just told me everything i'm i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep it all i'm gonna keep it all in the podcast this episode's happening the whole way through now some some stuff you gotta cut out man i do I, get, I gotta cut out some stuff yes but the majority of it it's, it's gonna be in there you drop gems for literally everything so once again i appreciate you coming on today absolutely and i wanted to make sure that everybody that's watching this i'm gonna have all the links to her book um every everything about her is gonna be in the description um any questions you guys have about what we talked about today in the episode feel free to comment private message me you could private message her whatever you want to do 
Uh, make sure and like, comment, and subscribe to this video because we're just going to keep putting out content that's all about self-growth self and self-development. We're here to just become better people. Like, like Gianni said, we're trying to break, break the generational curses here. Generational curses, man. Break them. Break them. Break right. the chains. Damn break right. So I want right. to thank you guys for watching and have a great day.